Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Gloria and Kelly are back with more good news. Hallelujah. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Mother. We're glad to have you. Yesterday, you I got? dropped a big bombshell on how the Lord had corrected me. It wasn't that big of a bombshell, but it was, a bom- it was, it was such an explosion of life in my life. Of his life, of his grace. You know, I think that sometimes we can get so, especially when things are going well and things are doing well and and you're blessed and you can forget how much you need the grace of God. We all need the grace of God. And you know, especially if you're walking in a great deal of grace, it can feel like that's so normal that Mm -hmm. you can forget I need you. (laughs) And it's, it's when you, when you come to that realization of how much you need God, you get more. So it doesn't mean something hard has to happen, but when you get hungry for him and you know, when you stir your heart up and I've been reading some from this book from uh, Smith Wigglesworth. uh, And he says, if you're not hungry, something's off. And if we're not hungry, then we need to go deeper into him, the things of God. We need to let him shine the light on Spend something that's coming between us and him. Okay, because the closer you get to him, and listen the hungrier, <laughs> the thirstier that you get. So I've come to this place and he's done some like showing me things and correcting me on some things and pouring this heart to worship him. Now, when I began over this last year, year and a half, worshiping him more, worshiping him just in an abandoned way, uninhibited way. I'm just trying to think of the right word. Uninhibited. And, And I'm sure... That as I go, uh, I believe that next year I'll look back on my life this year and think, man, I thought I was free. Yeah. Now I know I'm really free now because we do. We're, we grow. We grow That's from glory right. to glory. So no matter where you're at today, don't allow that thought that I've arrived to, to take over your life. Um, look back and think, oh, I'm doing better. But never let that thought that you've arrived or that you know it all or that there's nothing to be corrected for. There's nothing to be shown because you'll miss it. And um, God is doing some things. And and I pray that by Friday, I'm going to be able to show you where we're at in some things, some things the Lord's been showing me about why does he want us this way? Why is he wanting us? He wants the blessing. To he to does, us. but he's doing some things, Mom, now that are so exciting. We're stepping into an awakening. Well, if we're going to have an awakening over the earth, it's going to start in us. It's going to start in the household of faith. It's going to start with his body and his people and What's going to happen? People are going to begin to see Jesus in the earth. Praise God. And, and it's going to, yes, he's going to manifest himself, but he wants to manifest, him, manifest himself through the body. 
And what's he going to have to do to be that? He's going to have to be having control of the body. Well, <laughs> and control speak, over every member of the body. The word speaks through of the body without spot uh, or, wrinkle, or wrinkle. The glorious church. And that's where he's leading us. But this revival, this awakening starts right here on the inside that's of his right. individual As you members. give him place. As if you, you don't give, give him place, place you're going to sleep right on. Through. And really that's what mom and I are here to encourage you to do. It's the best thing you could oh, ever do goodness. wherever you're at. Turn deeper. Turn it over to him. Say, Lord, fix me. Change me. Have yeah. your way. Jesus said it in John 530. I love the Amplified. He says, I can do nothing in myself. He says, my judgment's always right. I and bid you know what? as I'm I do as, as I'm, I'm bidden. Bid. Yeah. To, I decide as I am bidden yeah. to decide. He says, I judge as I hear. And he said, I don't even consult my own will. That's right. Now, Jesus, he's the son of God. He, you know, he, he's part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You would have thought he could have said, well, I, I know what I'm doing. But he said, I know what I'm doing because I consult. Absolutely. And that's what he said when he said to us about Come to me, I'm meek and lowly. This is how he was to his father, and this is how we're supposed to be coming to him. We are waiting to hear. We consult him. We don't consult our own will. Well, these are changes that take place in our life by the renewing of our mind, by the giving of our whole heart. And by that, I mean our mind, will, and emotions, our soul. Giving our soul, giving our emotions. We talked about that yesterday. That's the way the Lord corrected me in some things and changed my life, changed my perspective. Everything, every change he makes in us is for the better. We don't ever have to be afraid no. that, oh, no, it'll get worse. No, it'll get it better. Easier. The more we do what he says, the better, the easier, the freer, the more blessed life is. And you have to realize, too, at every change of culture, at every change of, not culture, but, well, I guess culture, because when God's doing this, culture's doing, Something I guess, a, going this <laughs> way. But where sin abounds, grace does much Yes, I mean. So Favor. it's often you see movement on the both sides. And when the world is headed downhill, God's up to something on this side, bringing us to a new place. And what happens? Revival happens. Change happens. But do you realize at every point of change, at every point of revival, yeah. at every point of strengthening, at every point of God pouring something out on the earth, change had to happen and it had to start with his people. I mean, even look at the prodigal son. He was headed in his life down one direction and the Bible says he came to himself. Yes, that's right. And that's he was about to, to eat the pig slop. And for a good Jewish boy, <laughs> that is the bottom of the bottom of the pit yep, at that's the bottom, right. right? Like they say, that's underneath the bottom of the barrel. But he came to himself, and what did he do? He made a change. He changed, and things got better. I was thinking about people's lives in the... I wrote this statement down as I was praying and studying. Responding to correction brings soul restoration. Absolutely. Which brings change. 
which brings greater impact. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the woman at the well. We talked which about her last greater week. freedom. Greater freedom. Blessing. Then you great you have a you are able to impact around you on his behalf. When you're in chains, it's hard to help somebody else get out of change. Chains. We read chains. chains. When you're in when you're chains. In chains. <laughs> but when you're in change, it's easy to help somebody else get into change. C-H-A-N-G-E. I That's mean, it right. works both ways. But Paul, uh, in the Word, we were seeing where it was saying, yes, last week we, we were reading where it said, you know, all these things that we go through and these struggles, it helps you when you're going through it. And so we are, a, that's where change and impact of our lives on other people can increase when we're changed. Well, I was thinking about the woman at the well. Here she was. We talked about her last week. I'm not going to go all into it, but the end story was she allowed Jesus to change her, to impact her, impact life. her soul, mm -hmm. she, and she impact her village, said that he stayed there two days because of her in the village. He was just passing through. But Jesus camped there for two days, preached to her village, and they came in a place where she used to have shame. She was able to he lifted he exalted that we see mm -hmm. that in first in first Peter. You know, you humble yourself that he and he exalts you. Exalts you in due time. That's what happened with her. I was thinking about Ananias. And of course both of these stories there's we read about two Ananias Two different people named Ananias in the Bible, two different stories. And in Acts 4, you know, it says that uh, this is when, well, let's just turn over there real quick. And we can see how somebody's inattention to what the Spirit of God was doing and saying caused him trouble. Um, he brought it on himself, didn't he? But look at Acts 4. I wanted to point something out. Last week we kind of touched on socialism and and how, you know, it's not the government that's supposed to be people's source. Because when you start talking about correction, you're really dealing with who's your source. There'll always if be God is your there, source and He the corrects you, and your correction comes from Him, it's Amen. from and good. it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So he's, he's endeavoring source, to and get we listen to, to him, mm -hmm. right? Yep, well, anyway, right. I just wanted to bring this out. So the spirit, where are and you? this is where, th this is another place where like, you know, Peter, he was not bold before the Lord. He didn't even boldly stand up for Jesus when they took Jesus and he denied him three times, broke his heart. But I believe that Peter's big change partially came from a determination after he after he denied Jesus it broke it broke Peter's heart and he cried because Jesus saw him deny him mm. and and uh, he That's cried true. but I believe Peter said never again but you know Jesus before that even happened Jesus had corrected him he said you're going to do this and this but don't your faith is not going to fail Peter when you're changed, strengthen the brethren. So Praise Jesus God. had corrected him before he ever did it in love. So afterwards, Peter had that turn. But then when he received the Holy Spirit, it says, and it says in, in verse 13, where they were, Peter and John were before the members of the council. 
And it says, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. They didn't care. They had been with Jesus. It says they marveled. that the, they recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. That's right. And I love that because his life was so different after making that decision and after receiving the, the Holy Spirit, he became bold. He changed. So Peter was corrected, right? But then when the Holy Listen Spirit... Listen to this. The, I, I find this interesting. 14 says, And behold, the man which was healed standing with them, and they, the other group, could say nothing against it. What are you going to say when a man just gets raised up? That's right. It's not for us today? No, they can't say that. That's good, isn't it? And so look at signs the and wonders shut up a lot of things, huh? It does, and look at the impact he was able to have because he allowed God to correct him. Yeah. And then in the uh, verse 31, it says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They preached the word of God with boldness. Amen. All these believers, see, God was doing something. Mm -hmm. But Peter's change had to do with what God was doing in the body which had to do with what God wanted to do in the Gentiles. Well, our change has to do with what God wants to do around us, sure. which has to do with what He wants to do in the earth, in the world, in the people that don't know Him. So the pattern is the same, and we're going to see that over the next couple of days. So um, they felt so united in heart, Mom. They wanted to take care of each other. They wanted to the love make of God sure that nobody heart. was without. It wasn't the government doing it. Yeah. It was people filled with the love of God. The church was where people heard they could go to when they had Signs need. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. If you need healing, go to the church. You need something to eat, go to the church. You're without, go to the church. And that's what was happening. Well, people were selling things, not because they had yeah. to, but yeah. because it was burning in them to be givers. And so... Neither was there any among them that lacked. Nobody. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses, sold them and brought the price of these things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. That was a move of God. It was a move of God. A big move of God. And you know, that's going to be happening more now where people are just givers. And it says this one man, Joseph, um, sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. So then here we have Ananias and his wife Sapphira. They sold some property and he uh -oh. brought part of the money claiming it was the full amount. Now, it was his money. Yeah, he, he didn't have just to give any part, But what did he want? He, he was after, it. He was after the acclaim that they had given Joseph. This is a competitive, demonic spirit that is still operational in the church and in the world today, trying to operate but the he church. he didn't get away with it. No. What <laughs> happened? He got corrected. And he fell down church, dead. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one Ananias story who did not allow what God was really doing to move him. And he, he fell down dead. 
But listen to this other Ananias in Acts 9, and I'm going to let Smith Wigglesworth describe it. We're not going to read it, but you can write this down, Acts 9, 1 through 22. First of all, we look at Saul. Look at what God wanted to do in the church, in the Gentiles, for the Gentiles, and in the, ch in the church as well. He sent Paul. But first, Saul had to have a change in his life. Mm -hmm. Saul was persecuting the church. This tells you that anybody can change. That's right. <laughs> in the move of God, be it, don't, you know, be expecting people that are hard to deal with to change. Even deadly people can change. That's but true. it's not up to you to change them. This is God. The Word changes. The Word changes. The Spirit so changes. he appears to Saul on the road to Damascus. And of course, he's a murderous, murdering the saints of God, thinking he's performing for God, but he's killing Christians. And um, here's what Smith Wigglesworth said. Um, more and more I see it is through the grace of God that I am preserved every day. And it is when we realize the goodness of God that we are brought to repentance. And that's what ended up happening with Saul. Here was Saul with letters from the high priest hastening to Damascus. He was struck down and there came to his vision a light. Of course, we know uh, God corrected Saul right then and there. And Saul was smart enough to say, yes, Lord. But he became blind. It says, um, there are some people who have an idea that it's only preachers who can know the will of God. But the Lord had a disciple in Damascus, a man behind the scenes who lived in a place where God can talk to him. That doesn't mean he lived in a city where God could talk to him. Spiritually. He lived in a place where he's open to the Lord. That's where yeah. we have to be. Yeah. And That's you can right. get there that quick That's by making right. a decision. Anyway, so... Um, he listened to the things from heaven. This is what Smith Wigglesworth is talking about, living our life where we're constantly listening from heaven. Um, this man, the Lord appeared to him in a vision and he told him to go to a street, straight called, a a street street called, called straight, straight and inquire for Saul. He told them that Saul had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he received his sight. This Ananias said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he's done for your, to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on your name. In other words, if I go down there, I'm putting my life at risk. But the Lord reassured Ananias that Saul was a chosen vessel. Listen, this is a change of thought here for Ananias to look at this man and be able to go obey the Lord, he's got to make a decision. He's got to be obedient to the Lord. But see, what is God doing? The Lord is shifting some things. Things are about to really change. And it's really pivotal on this one Ananias. Mm -hmm. And Ananias, nothing doubting, I love that, went on his errand of mercy. And the Lord uh, had told Saul... Beho or the Lord had told Ananias. His, his, his what? Journey of mercy or yeah. what? What did it say? Mercy. Went on his errand of mercy. It was the Lord's mercy. It was his That mercy. was putting him out there. And the Lord told Ananias that Saul was praying. He, 
so Smith says, repentant prayer is always heard in heaven. The Lord never despises a broken and contrite heart. So where Saul was giving his life to the Lord, he had this vision. Ananias came, he prayed. Saul went on into a whole life change. And so there is correction that not just brought correction to Paul or Ananias, but brought change to the earth, brought change still to me and you sitting here looking at the Bible. So this place of humility before Jesus brings change, brings a new and deeper walk with the Lord. We talked last week about Jesus had said, come to me. So that's where we are today. We need to come to him with open ears, ready for change. Mm -hmm. The changes he did in me, Changed my worship, changed my mind, changed my emotions. Changed your life. Changed my life. Engaged me, spirit, soul, and body fully. I feel like I'm alive like I've never been. Praise God. And you, and so this is the things the Lord wants us to do and change. Why? He's always interested in our increase, spirit, soul, and body. So we can be in a place where we are on His mo- in the move with Him. Mm-hmm. In 2 Corinthians 12, 8, Paul talks about, let's look at that. We can look at that as our, I'm telling you, we're going to new depths in the Holy Spirit, new places. 2 Corinthians, um, I'm going to read this quick. 12, 8 says, when he told the Lord, take this thing away. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. It's all you need. He says, I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. I take pleasure. I take pleasure in these things. Why? For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Because when we come to the place that we know we can't do it, we look to him and he strengthens us in a way we've never been. And we go forward instead of backwards. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.